It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Pirates Podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. He is Eddie Provident. I am Alex Stumpf. Eddie, how are you doing, man? I'm just happy that I was allowed to be back here this week. And I'm actually I shocked. I, you know, I'm actually shocked I didn't get as flamed as I thought I was going to get flamed in the comments. There were definitely some comments, but I thought that it was going to be worse and it wasn't as bad as I thought. So yeah, I, I, Jared doesn't, you don't know how close it was. So, like, hey, Jared, I think it's time you come back on. <laughs> 120 games, man. 120 games. That's that's still like that, I can't touch on it, or this episode's gonna end real fast. So <laughs> instead, our pirates topic of the week this week is I kind of look at this roster and I see some spots where you could feel real good about like third base. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, wait, you you feel good about third base next? You you feel good about third base next year? I do feel good about third base next year. You got the guy who's going to win a gold glove there. He just was named the Fielding Bible Defensive Player of the Year. If he if he doesn't win the gold glove, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know how he could possibly not win it after being named the Fielding Bible Defensive Player of yeah. the Year on Thursday. Uh, not much left <laughs> for a lot of this. It's basically. Mm-mm. There's a couple positions where you feel good about what the Pirates have in store for 2023, and then there are a couple where it's like, okay, there's ample competition there. But then you look at this roster as a whole, there's a couple guys here that I I fully expect to be on the 2024 team, but it's kind of a make-or-break year for a lot of these guys. And I I just want to run through a couple of them with you if you got a couple too. Like, we're – well, let's hear yours, and then I want to hear yours, and then um, and then I'll throw mine out, and we'll we'll see. You know, I'll I'll just have to change on the fly because we can't have overlap. Well, I I think you're going to be in agreement here because the first guy that comes to mind immediately is Rowanzi Contreras. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. We're going to have a little bit of overlap. So. We're going to have some overlap here because I mean, this <laughs> he is it is the big you know make or break year for him, and I I am going to preface this all with saying. 
I have confidence in, you know, a bounce mm. back year for Rowanzi. Like this past year was terrible. I don't know how much you could say, but he's out of minor league options now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot of really good pitching prospects who should come up midseason, and, and Jared Jones and Paul Skeens and maybe Anthony Solomato towards the end of the year. This is a guy who. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to be a big leaguer? I think there's a lot riding on 2024 for yeah. him. And look, the velocity wasn't there at the end of the year. The pitch profile was in the minor leagues. Like he started getting a lot of the movement that he that the Pirates want that he had success with in 2022. How do you build on that? How do you get that velocity back? How much time is he going to spend in Bradenton, Tampa? How much time is he going to spend at Pirate City? So I I think he is going to just based off of conversations I've had before the year round out, I'm inclined to believe he's going to spend a lot of time in Pirate City, you know, this one. Which is yeah. good. He needs to regain some velocity. He needs to regain is some confidence. He's got some pitch profile, a similar one with the breaking stuff. I still think the slider is a good pitch. He can't throw it as often as he did though last year, so no, he's got to find that fastball again. It's as simple. As he uh, he's a guy that the Pirates are going to have to rely on. They're going to need him th- next season. Mm-hmm. Um, whether whether they like it or not, whether fans like it or not, they're going to need him to to be what we saw he could be uh, next season. And I think, and in, in the little bit that I've seen of Ramsey, and and you have a better. You've interacted with him, so you probably have a better take on this than than I would. But he strikes me as the type of person that would lean into that and lean into the fact that, okay, this team needs me. There's some pressure here. I'm going like, and he would thrive in that in that environment. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, like I said, I, I've never actually had a conversation with the guy, but he seems like he would be that kind of person. And that gives me some hope. That gives me some encouragement for next season for him bouncing back and also uh, stripping everything aside. I realize this is supposed to be an objective podcast and you know, you report on the team. He's a very easy person to root for. He's a, he's a very likable young man. And I just, there's that part of me that the human side, I, I, you want to see him succeed. You want to see him do well and you want to see that bounce back. So, uh, you know, it's partially, I think he's built for it, but also really hoping that he does because a, a person like that deserves success. No, I'll, I'll agree with every part of that right there. I mean, he, I, I just can't get by it. I mean, the guy, this is a guy who I, beginning of the year, was pitching for uh, the Dominican Republic team in the World Baseball Classic. That's how yeah. well regarded yeah. he was. That was a super team, and he was starting, you know, the year there, and then he, halfway through the season was optioned down to you know the Florida Complex League because it's like just he cannot be around game situations right now there's just so much that needs to be addressed and worked on so I, I'm not writing this guy off I think he could still be a big league starter I think he could be a good big league starter but if he doesn't have it in 2024 I don't know how you carry him in 2025 I, I don't think they can uh, I think that there's so much riding on this 2024 season for this baseball team. And, you know, we'll we'll touch on more of the reasons why I think later in the episode, but they, they can't afford to underachieve and then keep everything the same in 2025. 
No. They just can't. There, there's no way that they can. This organization can't handle that. Did you just peek at my notes? Because this, the second guy on my make or break was, was Derek Shelton for, for all this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I look, I think Shelton, he, he got a lot of undue criticism for the first couple of years of just like not having the talent on the roster to manage it to the best of his abilities. Yeah. But like this team still bought in. They still played hard. There's a reason why he was extended. And whenever I posed the question in August of <coughs> back, it was a clear, yes, he is. With that said, the expectations for 2024 are playoffs. And if this team, and I'm not saying like if this team is the first team out or whatever, and you know, they have 84 wins and they just missed the playoffs. Like that's not a, okay, you got to burn it all down type of deal. Rebuild new five-year plan, but you got to show tangible growth. You got to show pretty much the same amount of growth you saw from 2022 to 2023 as 2023, Mm -hmm. 2024. And I think there are a lot of coaches and Shelton in particular, that if this team does not, put up in 2024 that I don't know how you could go back if this team finishes in the mid seventies again. Yeah, no, you're 100% spot on there. And, and I, I guess I took this as players. Um, so I didn't, I didn't really that think was the Shelton, but with it. It. That, that was supposed to be yeah, the twist it, at the end. Yeah. Shelton, Shelton was uh Shelton's a really good answer there. I, I think, you know, I, I think he's capable, but man, if they don't show improvement, you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. I got, I got two names. Um, one is, one is kind of off the grid and I feel like one is glaringly obvious. Uh, the glaringly obvious one is Jack Sawinski for me. Um, and I'll say, I'll say this when you, and I've, I've actually made this argument on this show. When you look at his total numbers and you just look at his season in a vacuum, it's a good season. Yeah. I think it's a solid season. I would like to see him. I'd like to see his bottoms be a little higher than they are. Yeah. You know, like when, when he, uh, uh, not as much of a roller coaster of a season for him. And I think if he can, I'm even okay with his ceiling dropping slightly if the bottoms come, like if the, if the basement comes up, moves up a level or two. If we can get a consistent Jack Sawinski, if the Pirates can see him, you know, consistently do what he did at the end, like what his ending was, if that was just more consistent, I think that would be a, a very helpful thing for this Pirates baseball team because you're not going to have the situation where he's so bad that it's a black hole in the lineup. <clears throat> and they can't afford that if they're going to be a 90-win baseball team. If they're going to compete for a playoff spot or the division, they can't have a month of Jack Swinski not figuring out at the plate. They just can't like he has to figure that out. So Jack Sawinski, I think for me, if you see the same type of things from him, I think the pirates might have to start looking at, you know, other options or or maybe, you know, what do they do with him at that point? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, just knowing what internally, I I don't think it's to a point where they're, things would have to go real bad for them to start looking at other options for him in 2024. But I think there is, maybe not make or break type of deal, but like there is a, are you going to be an everyday player? Are you going to be a platoon? Are you going to be a starter? Are you mm-hmm. going to be an all-star? Are you a bench guy? Are you just, you know, this guy who's going to be hunting one pitch. You know, and I, punch I honestly, strikeouts. I will agree 100% with the, the hills and valleys. The valleys have to be higher. With this. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing with him. Like if he could just 
if the bad could be just bad and not abhorrent, I think this guy. That's there's there's a yeah. good way to there. That's a great way. That's why you're the writer and I'm the I'm just the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, my my second guy. Speaking of, you know what? I'm going to say this objectively. Uh, speaking of pretty faces. Okay. All right. Every. I am not going to even touch anything off the field with this player. G1 Bay. I think G1 Bay, and again, we're going to just stay on the field with him. I'm not getting into the weeds. Um, He looked genuinely lost at the plate at times this season. And then he looked like, I remember the beginning of the season, Matter of fact, the first series against the Reds, like I remember thinking this is the small ball baseball that I I grew up on and loved, you know, when he, you know, he sat, he bunts to first, gets on first base, steals second, you know, uh, it was, or no, it was a sacrifice to get him over to second. He steals third. He comes in on the net. It's everything that I wanted to see. He, and he showed flashes in the field. He showed that he could play different positions. He could play the outfield. He could play the middle infield. Uh, he could DH occasionally if they need him to do that. But then there were other times where he, he looked like he's been playing baseball for two or three months at the plate. I would love to see G1 Bay find a home in this lineup or just find something, find some stability and really be that threat on the base paths that he has shown promise to be. I think that that is a weapon in this major league, especially watching the playoffs, man. Like the the way the playoffs have have been compared to the regular season, you're seeing a lot more small ball. Not you know, Phillies notwithstanding, you're seeing a lot more you know bunting. You're seeing a lot more uh, strategy and how you move runners around in the playoffs. G1 Bay could really be an asset if the Pirates were to go on a run or make the playoffs, but he needs to figure things out a little bit more. And he needs to, again, almost the same thing with Sawinski, not have as many valleys or the valleys can't be as deep as they were this year for him. But he's the other guy that I really think um, maybe, again, not make or break for him, but his success could really lean towards the Pirates making it. And his failure it's going to be rough. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to start off by saying, I, I think Bay is definitely entering a make or break year. And I think you can put a lot of those people in that second base mix, whether it's Pagaro mm-hmm. or Gonzalez, or if you want to say Triolo, just because if someone emerges, well, you might have a couple guys who are out in the, you know, out in the cold, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. And Bay is someone who, look, he's got an elite tool with his speed. And, I would like to see I, – I have the feeling just watching him play for the season that that speed masked a lot of the sins that he had as a baseball player. I don't think he is ex- okay, very yeah. fundamentally sound. I saw some bad outfield routes. I saw some bad jumps you know, off of base. Some mm-hmm. stuff that you could get away with the minors that you know, speed just – You're not getting away. Major league. So I would like to see him become more fundamentally sound, uh, find a way to get on base more often. Like he, he, I'm not saying – I'm – willing for him to be the type of guy that you look at, you know, just batting average at OBP and you just throw slugging out with the baby in the bathwater, just like, look, just get on base and you're going to get those extra bases by stealing them. 
but he's not on base enough for that to, you know, be exactly, exactly. So if he can find a way to get on base, I know the, the pirates feel that their best defense is with him in center field. How, how old is he? Is he, was he 23 or 24? I can look it up, but I think he's 24 years old. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you know, 24. Yeah. So he's, I think he's young enough to where you give him a set, you know, like one more year, but you're right. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, and, and I don't even think you boot him off the roster unless next year is really bad. But if you get demoted to beat an up down guy, it's a heck of a challenge to right, right. You know, elevate yourself back up from there. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, there's, I think there are other players on the roster that, that fit this mold, this make or break year. There's definitely a few others, but um, I, for me, those two, and and then like you, you with Ryanzi, that those are the three, I think that are the most intriguing players, in my opinion, going into the 2024 season, because it's such a, what if, or it's such an unknown. I mean, you know, like they could be all three of them could be major, major parts of this, team going on a deep run, all three of them could also find themselves in the minor leagues. Well, Sawinski, no, but the other yeah. two, yes. Yeah. Sawinski, I don't see getting option. No, he that, that was that was a that was a slip yeah. there. That Sawinski could find himself on the bench. He's not going to find himself in the minors. Um but the other two I could see Ronzi being a 15 win guy. I can see him you know, not panning out yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah uh, it's and it's gonna and those are the little things in a 162 game season. I won't say that are gonna they they make the big difference. Those are the swings in the, in a season that you need in baseball. No pun intended. We're gonna take a quick break here. Whenever we come back, we're gonna look at the the most. I'll say it, the most depressing World Series matchup we've ever played <laughs> like in time. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Welcome back to the ugliest podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Eddie Provident and Alex. Listen, man. You're it's the not face. like Corey Chris and it's not like Corey Chris and Chris Halleck are great looking yeah. guys. No, I'm kidding. I love both of them. They're good dudes. <laughs> You're dragging everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's all. I'm going to get a strongly speaking worded of, text message. Speaking of ugly as all get out this, this world series matchup is I, I look, I speak. This is a diehard baseball fan. I have been in love with this sport ever since I was 11 years old. Rangers versus Diamondbacks is the the wish sandwich, the ricochet biscuit, the just absolute nothing burger of a World Series I think you could have come up with. I think if you would have started this postseason with the 12 teams available and some masochists like, which is going to be the least interesting World Series, it's probably this one. It's probably this one. And I, I, I just can't get all that excited for it and i can't get over the fact that we got a six seed in the world series for the second time out of the two years i really really hate this eddie one one thing man one thing austin hedges is on a heater buddy oh yeah he is austin hedges and uh chris stratton yeah hey listen no at bats 280 grade dudes 280 grade dudes (laughs) but um no i so Here's my take on the World Series. It is not the matchup I wanted. I, I wanted to see the Phillies in it from the jump. Um, I, I thought they were the uh, they were the most exciting team. They're honestly, you know, if I if I step away from this show and, and go back to being a fan, they're what I want to see the Pirates be. Like that that's the stadium. We talked about it last week. The, the vibes in Philly were immaculate, man. Like oh, yeah. it was, it was a ton of fun. You know, like. It, Dudes on the roof. Uh, I mean, it just like everything you you want in in a sport. Like watching a team do well and fans enjoy themselves. They had it going on. Um, but I, I will say this: I it gives me hope to see teams like the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the World Series. That there is a path forward for teams like the Pirates. Teams like the Rays, teams like teams, you know, Ray, the Rays, the Rays have proven it. You know, they've done, they've gone that route. Uh, they've gone that far. Um, I think what I, you're, I, you're frozen. I so two teams, I can't think of a team that's more different than the, than the Rangers and the Rays. Rangers bought this team, man. <laughs> Seager and Simeon and. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. okay. So Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Yeah, you're. Right. They, the, that, yeah. Well, where, where was I? Nine-figure contract where, as a rookie. Can Can you tell? Like, I'm like, I, I had a 12-hour day today. Like, it's it's been. Um, no, no. Yeah, you're right. The, the The Rangers bought it, but the Rangers don't. There's something about the Rangers, even though they've they've paid so much for players that. They don't strike me as a Dodgers esque team. Does no. does that make sense? No, I get it. I mean, and I think it's also we. Like have they a, don't Dodgers. I will stand by the Dodgers. A lot of it is fatigue of just seeing them win a hundred games every year and always winning the division. And the West is just so gosh darn bo- boring because the Dodgers yeah. are always there. <laughs> I guess because they're a new, t- they're a relative team to. The World Series. Same with the Diamondbacks. We don't see these teams often. Um, they're not 
in the spotlight. You know, like uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Rangers game. And aside from the Diamondbacks being in Pittsburgh, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Diamondbacks game. So I think maybe for the same reason that you're kind of down on it is the same reason why I'm kind of, kind of not, I wouldn't say excited, but intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens. And again, a team like the Diamondbacks, you know, for the most part, they stunk two years ago. All right. They were a hundred loss team two years ago. So were the Rangers. Yep. So were different the blue, different, wow. different blueprints. Yeah. Different blueprints. Okay. Very different blue, blueprints, but they got there. And there is a little bit of seeing that. Okay. If I look at the pirates and then I look at these two teams. Okay. If the pirates decide to spend some money on pitching, if their young guys pan out, again, we just talked about it last last segment. A couple of things need to happen. You need things to go your way in a 162-game baseball season. But I can see a path to where the Pirates are, where, where these two teams are next year. I, I can see that path. I mean, like, I'm not going to get my – you know, I wouldn't get my hopes up, and I'm not going to, like – I don't know that I'd put money on it yet, but I can see the path. And that's, I guess, what intrigues me and in, in, – gets me a little bit juiced up for this for this series. I get that, but I I can't get juiced up for this series at all. I'm Dude, sorry. you have you're, you're listen, you know baseball look, burnout. I am, I you am got gonna baseball say this, burnout, buddy. I am just going to say this as objectively, if the 2023 baseball story before this playoff started, the regular season, if the 2023 regular season happened and you accidentally omitted the Arizona Diamondbacks mm. Nobody would have noticed. <laughs> Nobody would have noticed. Like the World Series champion, or at least one of the participants, should be one of the main characters of the regular season. I think they, they, if they, I'm Do not going to say they're going to be the best team always, but they should be a main character. The Astros, the last couple of years, were definitely a main character. The Dodgers, definitely a main character. I mean, it's, I, I just kind of look at this Diamondbacks team, and there's, I don't think, I think they're still on the upswing. I think in a couple of years they could be a legitimate, you know, it's weird saying a legitimate World Series contender for a team that's literally in the they're World in Series. The, yeah, they're in the World yeah, Series. I, I, I don't view it as legitimate. There do, you, do, you, do, you, right. do you see this? Do you see this hoodie that I'm wearing? Yeah. It's not a Diamondbacks hoodie, but it's the closest thing I had to throwback Diamondbacks colors. Okay. It's actually Try Guys. Shout out Try Guys. But, okay. Um, it's a Coyotes jersey. I am on. This is this is where I'll end my two cents in this segment. If the Diamondbacks were to go back to their throwback uniforms, I would root for them to win the World Series every season. All right. They they have to unlock. Who gets Game Seven? It's the Rangers, right? Because it's just record now. Yeah. Okay. The Game Seven was in Arizona, and they didn't break out the the old unis. Dude, I, there, there are okay. Third segment. Third, third segment. I'm gonna, third segment. I'm gonna go. All right, all I, right. We had we had a question lined up. I'm gonna go on my rant. Third segment. All right. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Welcome back to the Pirates podcast to be named later. We are in what really grinds Eddie's gears territory right now. There are teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks that had beautiful uniforms, absolutely immaculate uniforms when they first came into the league. There are teams in hockey like the, oh, look, Arizona again, the Arizona Coyotes. When they came into the league and had the Kachina uniform, it was perfect. Nothing needed to be changed. The Anaheim Ducks used to be the Mighty Ducks. The best sports, I don't care what anyone says, the best sports uniform in the history of sports. Those Ducks jerseys from the 90s, the original ones, are incredible. Okay? The Penguins. um, The Pirates back in the 70s. Why do teams go away from their throwback uniforms? Why do they go away from what works, Alex? Explain to me. Why did they go away from what works? You know what the amazing thing is? You named like all these expansion teams. So they just. Okay. Do you want me to go back? Okay. Minnesota Vikings. What the heck are they doing with these goofy numbers and stuff like that? Go back to the block letters. Steelers go back to the block letters. Um, Green, look, Green Bay Packers. It worked for them. It never changes. New York Yankees or baseball podcast. New York Yankees never change. Pinstripes work. Don't go away if it's not broken. And these teams want to keep messing with stuff. And I'm a, I'm a uniform junkie. I'm a jersey junkie. And it drives me insane, man. Like Here's one my- of my favorite things. One of my favorite things that the Pirates have done in the last ten years is go back to the Pittsburgh script. From the nineties. Yeah. And I know that's script. I know that's not their original uniform, but oh that script is so good. I mean it just stop playing with it. Just and leave it alone. I have two takeaways from this. One is you're becoming an old man and you're just wanting everyone to have the jerseys Becoming I'm I'm thirty four, man. You're an old man now. Second is the Gadsden purchase of eighteen fifty three was a mistake because it expanded Arizona territory. What? What are you doing for Halloween? That was the original question for the third segment. <laughs> Before you know, I, we get it into the 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 Gadsden purchase of eighteen seventy three? Fifty three. Come on. Fifty three. Okay. All right. What are you doing for Halloween, Alex? I don't think I have anything going on. Like my a couple of my friends usually have a Halloween party that I go to, but they decided to get married this year, so it's not happening. So I guess I'm out. So what do you what, what are you dressing up as, or what would you dress up as? Oh, I don't dress up. I or whenever I do dress up, like under death threats, I'm the type of guy that 
uh, has like the the office, like whatever Jim has a name tag. He's like, I'm I'm Terry, like I'm that type of jerk. One year I did show up though. Uh, I was explicitly told to dress up. This is the best costume I ever did. Is I brought a football. I was in a spaceman outfit, uh, mustache, and then a crown. And then I got to do the SpongeBob. I'm a football playing king in space with a mustache. That's the only time I've. Why is that? Why is that like the least surprising thing that you've told me? (laughs) I uh, I'm not dressing up this year, but I think my best costume I've ever done. my wife and I, one year for a Halloween party, we dressed up as uh, Chucky and Tiffany, you know, like the the Chucky Bride of Chucky, mm-hmm. you know, the horror movies. The catch is because there's always a catch with me. Uh, I dressed up as Chucky Finster, and she ch- dressed up as Tiffany. Uh, the the look on people's faces when they realized what was going on because like they'd see her like oh that's tiffany and they'd see me and like, oh that's chucky finster and then they'd put it together like chuck oh you're such an idiot so. i will second that you are such an idiot as we <laughs> wrap up the pirates podcast to be named later say good night eddie good night thank you so much for listening we'll talk again next week <laughs>